0: Thank you Gloria. Wasn't that beautiful render, rendition of how great thou art? We have a great God. And we can say altogether how great our God is. And I am so thankful to be on a Sunday morning in the house of the Lord. Are you happy? Are you thankful to be in the house of the Lord? Some sick people are with us today, but we still have some who are not healthy, some traveling, some on vacation. We pray that the Lord will be with them and bless them and bring them back to us safely. Today, we have. Uh, we, I'm going to take some areas in the life of one of the great men of God, Jacob. Do we relate to Jacob? Ah, I heard from Dean and I heard from uh, from Sunny. Do we relate to Jacob? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. We relate to Jacob. Believe me. Believe me. And I want to take, we cannot cover in uh, uh, maybe 25, 30 minutes the whole life of Jacob. But we want to take an area and look at it this morning and uh, see what the Lord has for us. What kind of message the Lord wants To tell us and to give us so we can continue this life. Our life is getting more difficult. Life in the United States is getting more difficult. Life around the world, extremely difficult. And it was prophesied in the Bible that during the last days, It's not going to be. Confusion is going to reign. The love of many. Will get weaker. And what's happening today. Around the world. Especially in the Middle East. Is only. Is only a portion. Of what's going to happen. Later on in life. When the church of God is going to be taken. And we shall be with him. And we shall forget about it. All completely. Meanwhile, we are called to get closer to God, to live better for Him, to be consecrated more, to be separated from sin more, and to live a life worthy of the calling He has called us. We live to live a life worthy of the price that was paid for you and for me. And let us do that as long as. As we live now, we know from the sacred writings that Jacob was a a different man, a man that relates to us. And most of us know his story. One of the great men men of God wrote about him saying... He is an outstanding illustration of the presence of conflict of the two natures within the believer. Similar to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, if you know about that. Jacob is good and bad. He rises and falls. Yet, in spite of his failures... He was a chosen instrument. Don't forget that during our talk today. Jacob was naturally crafty and deceitful. He practiced deception upon his blind father with the covering of a kids' skin. And he deliberately lied in order to obtain the spiritual blessing. Double portion. Martin Luther once commented about that. He said, I would have dropped the dish. You know, he was carrying the dish to his father to feed him. I would have dropped the dish. It would have been better for Jacob had he dropped the dish of venison than to deceive his blind father. Yet he survived. He cheated. He's a cheater. He deceived his father. And he deceived his brother. And he was compelled as a result to flee from home. To leave. On his way to his uncle Laban. And you know who conspired with him? His mother. His mother sent him to her brother Laban who lived in Haran. And told him go there before your brother finds you and kills you. On his way. On his way. At a certain place, night came and he needed to rest. In chapter 28 of the book of Genesis, would you open with me? Says in verse 11, and he came to a certain place and spent the night there because the sun had set and he took one of the stones of the place and put it under his head and lay down in that place. Verse 12, chapter 28, Genesis. And he had a dream and he behold a ladder was set on earth with its top reaching to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie. I will give it to you and to your descendants. Your descendants shall also be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread out to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in you, and in your descendants, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, listen to this, verse 15, listen to the promise, Behold, I am with you, and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land, For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Jacob woke up. And in verse 17 he says, surely this is the house of God. And he rose early, verse 18, in the morning and took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on its top. And he called the name of that place Bethel. However, previously the name of the city had been Lois. Then Jacob made a vow. Here's Jacob. He started to make a deal with God. Remember what he said about his personality. Who is Jacob? Uh, He wanted to strike a bargain with God. Don't ever attempt that. Do not. And he said, If God will be with me, and will keep me on this journey that I take, and will give me food to eat, And garments to wear. And I return to my father's house in safety. Then the Lord will be my God. And this stone which I have set up as a pillar. Will be God's house. And of all that thou dost give me. I will surely give a tenth to thee. Jacob. Isn't that enough that you are now running away from your brother and God in his graceful and loving abundance toward you because of his promise to your father, Abraham. Abraham was his grandfather. I mean, Isaac was his son and Isaac was the son of Abraham, his grandfather. It's not far back back that he, God, because God's his loyalty, his promise. That I will keep you. I. Will, uh, he's already told him now. About 10 minutes ago. In verse 15. Behold I am with you. And will keep you. And in verse 20. He wants to strike a deal. But if God. Didn't you hear God? That's, uh, that's Jacob's personality. That's where Jacob is. That's his character. That's where he is. He wants to bargain with God. May God forbid that we come to a place where we bargain with God. When God promises, does he fulfill? He fulfills. And when God promised him now, he says, I am with you. And you ask him, Five minutes later, if God will be with me, just remember that. That tells me that Jacob, at early in his life, he didn't get past that. He was still Jacob, the same guy we know. Why are you laying conditions on God? If you do this to me, you know what? I will tithe. (laughs) If you give me food, you will be my God. You know, God doesn't want people to bargain with Him and put conditions on Him. God wants men and women To come to Him willingly, without conditions, without bargaining, obediently, to say, Lord, whatever you say, I will do. And whatever He says is for your own good. Whatever He says is that I will be with you. His plan for you is always good plan. We talked about that many times. He has your life. He has mine. Jacob missed that one. After such a great vision, he measured God by himself and he failed completely. In short, Jacob, the supplanter, was still there regardless. He goes. He leaves. He made a vow. He promised to do something. He made a vow. He spends 20 years with his uncle. And through all his cheating, if you want to put it this way, supplanting the ways, craftiness, deceitfulness, he gathered himself quite a good fortune. He had big, he had herds, he had sheep, he had cows, he had wives, he had children. And it was time for him to leave. He left. But it was God who had to wake him up to leave there. You find it in chapter 31. God tells him, verse 13, leave. Go back. To where I told you to be. The ironic thing about. Jacob. He was never found. In the place where God wanted him. Study it. Go to Genesis. He was never found. Where God wanted him to be. Did God want him to be in Haran. With his uncle? No. Who devised that? His mom and himself. And he, then he went to his wife. She said, I'm not anymore loved by your dad here. Uncle Uncle Leban is conspiring against me with his sons and so on. They want to get me out. No, it wasn't them they want to get me out. It was time because God in chapter 31 chapter 30, verse 13, he asked him to leave. He was never, as I said, in a place where God put him. He leaves. And God told him where to go. He go, he said, Go to the place where I met you before. What was the name of the place? Lots. And what did he call it? You were here, are you listening? What did he call it? Bethel. What is it? The house of God. He's on his way back. God protected him from his uncle. God protected him from his brother. Let me ask you a question. With all his, this adventure, 20 years, do you think he found a day where he can say, Ah, I have no problems. I am going to sleep peacefully. Peacefully. I think, and when you get to heaven, ask him, Jacob, did you think of your brother following you? Yeah. Did you think of your uh, uncle and his sons here trying to take away your flock and kick you out? Yeah, I thought of that. Did you think of your way back? If you go back, what's going to happen? Yes, I thought of that. Did you think of this? He had no, not one single day where he can say, I am in the will of God. It was all done. It was all done. Jacob's way. Not God's way. He reached. He was going to Bethel, right? What was God's direction? Was, was God's direction clear to him? Go there. He reached a place by the name of Succoth. And you know what? I said, wow, this is a nice place. There are trees here. This is a nice place. Well, I'll build me a house and live here. He built a house. Jacob, you're not supposed to be here. He lived a few years there and found out that all his, all his herds can have a good pasture somewhere else. And he said, Shechem is a nice place. I've been to Shechem, by the way. And then in the middle of Shechem, you have Jacob's well. I sat on the well. This is not stories. This is something that exists. I was there. I throw a stone stone in the well myself. It's a deep well, by the way. And he said, "I'll, I'll move to Shechem. He moved to Shechem. And let me ask you a question. Did you ever hear that during this now almost 30 years since that day, that encounter, did you hear that he mentioned the word of God or he worshiped God or he got his family and say, let's have a devotion for our God who saved us and got us thus far. Jacob's way. I asked you a question this morning. If you are going your way. With your own wisdom. If you are living according to your own plan. And it's working. The herds are multiplied there. Multiplied he was bigger. He became bigger than his uncle. But deep inside his heart. I don't believe he had one few days day of joy. Do you want to know where I got this one? Could you open with me to Genesis 48 47 Genesis 47 And here's when he became older when his children brought him back to Egypt and he stood before Pharaoh the master of the known universe then. And, you, and Pharaoh asked him a question. How many years have you lived? Listen to me folks. How many years have you lived? This is Jacob's answer. The years of my sojourning are 130. Few and unpleasant have been the years of my life. Where did, where did the wealth go? The houses. Where, where, where's the joy you were talking about? Where did the land? He says the years of my sojourning, I have been a stranger. Few and unpleasant. He, he adds more. Nor have they attained the years that my fathers lived during the days of their sojourning. This is from his mouth. He did not see a good day. Because of one thing. Of one thing. He did not live according to the plan of God. My question to you today. Are you in the plan of God? Are you on His plan? You know when I pray every morning, I pray for you all. Every day. And you know what I ask God? I ask Him, Lord, put me on your plan. Every day. Lest I, I, follow my own plan. Make my choices. Lest I follow my own choices and hurt myself. And in the midst of that. And he was not on God's plan at all. He he reached Shechem. And you know what happened? Oh, Shechem. And his children enjoyed that. Thank you, Dad, for bringing us to this place. What a beautiful place Shechem is. Look at Shechem. Shechem was a very nice city. You can have worldly joy in that city. And one day his daughter, his only daughter... What's her name? Uh Ah, Dinah. Went down to the city and got raped. Her two brothers did not like it. Deceitful brothers like their dad. They deceived the city of Shechem. And they went and killed every male and every person in that city. They became murderers. And he reached a place... Where he sat down in chapter 34, and he said to his sons, you have brought trouble on me. Chapter 31, 34 verses 30. You have brought trouble on me by making me stink among the inhabitants of the land. Among the Canaanites, the Perizzites. And my men being few in number. They will gather together against me. And attack me. And I shall be destroyed. I and my household. Was that. Was the plan of God for him to be in Shechem? Tell me. Is this where God told him to go? Christians. Christians. Where God placed you. Stay where you are. The job he gave you. Thank him for it. And wait for him to promote you. But meanwhile. Do your best. Do your very best. Repeat. Do your very very best. To serve the company you are in. Don't say I'm a stranger. The Lord is coming. I will be a lazy not working. Work. Work. Your heart out. And guess what? And God will promote you. God will push you. God will give you. The prominence that he wants. As long as you are. On his plan. And here's my message. That was the introduction. How about that? You're ready for 2 o'clock? That was the intro. Jacob. Jacob. Don't feel bad. Jacob, I never forgot my promises to you. Jacob, you are so depressed. You're afraid. They might come and kill you like your children, your two sons killed the Shechemites and their, their children, wives, and they took everything. And here comes the voice of God as telling Jacob there is always Away back to God. What a graceful God we have. Who would give Jacob a chance after that? I gave you a condensed overview. Who would give him a chance but hear a voice from heaven? Jacob, Jacob. Jacob, he didn't say, I told you that. He didn't tell him, Jacob, you know, I have warned you many times, and now I'm going to let you die here. Uh -uh. Jacob is the property of God, and no one can touch him. And you are his property. But you have made many mistakes. You have made many sins. You are not on his plan. You are not covered. you are not under his umbrella. Any plan you make that God does not bless, you are going out of his umbrella, and I say one to you, I worry about you. You can make plans to go on vacation, but give them to God. I make plans, and don't put your heart on it. If the time comes and it happens, we'll go. Then I enjoy it. But I'm not going to be a prisoner of a plan. I guarantee you that. And I'm not going to be a prisoner of my own plans. And you know what? I walk happily and I sing in my heart because I know I am on God's plan. Are you? If you're not, I have good news. It's not all depression. I have good news for you. There's always a way back to God. I told you so, Abraham. No. Chapter 35. First verse. God said to Jacob. It's been ten years they didn't talk. Ten years. Since you left Haran, Since he told you where to go. You did not pray, Jacob. You did not come close because your conscience did not allow you to do that and you knew where you were. Jacob, look at that. Look at his tenderness. Jacob, arise. Go up to Bethel. And what? And live there. This is the assigned place where you buy a house. Live there. Now, what do you think was the response of our friend Jacob? Boy, the script I wrote is completely gone. Yes, yes, 100%. And that night, when he heard God's voice, I'm sure he let his family sleep. He sat down. I hope I, ha- I can finish 10 minutes. He sat down. And started thinking. And. You know how we remember. How we start memories come. Jacob. Remember where you left. Jacob. Remember the vows you made. Jacob. This tender sweet voice of God. His mercy to tell you. You are in the wrong place. You need. He said. You need to leave. And live where I told you to live. In our case. Where are we? Spiritually. Spiritually. Where are we physically? Physically, Are we in the place where God wants us to be? Are you? You might reach a certain place in your life and and say, oh, I'm happy. And Satan prepares these things and make you feel comfortable for a while. Until he lost his daughter. That was very big. Until his children became murderers. Where were you, Jacob? Where are your vows? And so many times we feel, though we're not in God's proper place, we feel that, okay, look at that. You look, you look at, your, at, 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 the, at the sheep you have. You look at the flocks you have. You look at the servants you have. Everything is a blessing of God. But you know what? The blessing is when you have a clear conscience and living On God's plan. Number two. Did he listen? And he took action. This is why I say there's always. A way back to God. He listened. Number two. He went to his family. And I believe for the first time. He was so serious. That they heard him. The Bible says they heard him. And he says the very first thing. Idols must be forsaken. Wow. They had idols? Didn't you know about them? Didn't you know that living according to your own plan. What you, where you reached in life? He says idols must be forsaken. And go and put away the strange gods. Which are among you. Verse 2. Put away the foreign gods which are amongst you. Do we have foreign gods? Did we accumulate some foreign gods? Did we accumulate some idols? You know how idols form in our lives? It was a little sin and that people call it differently. And we start doing it. And then it becomes an idol. It becomes an idol. And any form of sin that we pursue becomes an idol. How often we justify sin by either ignoring it or calling it under a different name. Look what the world calls, calls some adultery today. You know what's adultery today? The world, especially the world outside, it's a meaningful relationship. How about that? Is that a meaningful relationship? It took the place of marriage. Now, we excuse covetousness and greed by calling it prudence or good economy. This is today's today's lingo. A life of sensual pleasure and sin is living with gusto. Abraham Lincoln, in answer to a critic, during his days... How many legs does a cow have? He was asked. Okay. Easy, easy question, isn't it? Four was the reply. If you call her tail a leg, how many does she have? Five was the answer. No, Mr. Lincoln said. Just calling a tail a leg does not make it a leg. Is there any sin? Is there any idol in our lives? Have we made a similar mistake in our lives? And we have dressed sin. And we have dressed the idol differently. He told them, get rid of the idols. Remember, God is a jealous God. He is not pleased with rivals that claim our attention, devotion and service any things that take us away from god must be buried and forgotten he told them th- something else the unclean must be cleansed are you clean he told them purify yourselves and be clean. What was the cry of David in the past? You know the psalm that says, create in me a clean heart, O God. And he answers himself and he say, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. He told them, the unclean must be cleansed. Purify yourselves. And then finally he says, change your garments. You know what happened when they lived with the Shechemites? They started looking like them. They started talking like them. They started living like them. They started joining them with their feasts. Drinking and carousing. And that's what happens when we allow this into our lives. And what does the Bible say? Open with me. Second Corinthians, if you will, please. Open with me, second Corinthians and chapter six. You might know it, but I will read it to you. I will read it to you, verse fourteen and on. Do not be bound together with unbelievers. Change your garments. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? What fellowship has light with darkness? What harmony has Christ with Belial? What has a believer in common with a non-believer? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of God, the living God. Just as God said. And I will quote it. Let me tell you one thing. Arise. And leave. Shechem. And go live in Bethel. I will dwell then. In them. And walk among them. I will be their God. And they shall be my God. Therefore come out from their midst. And be separate. Says the Lord. And do not touch the unclean thing. Where are we? Oh, I have great respect for him. And then finally, he said, the altar must be rebuilt. The altar must be rebuilt. I will make there, not here. He is not now, he is not now bargaining with God. He says, we'll stay in Shechem and I'll build the altar here. Right? How many people? I will. I, how many, many people came to me? He says, I am, we are going to go and live in a nice place. It's cheaper. It's beautiful. beautiful. And guess what? And we'll go to church. We'll go to church there. There's church there. Is this God's plan? Or you plan?" He says, he said, leave there, leave here and live there. And I will make an altar where? There. You know what? Then, and then, his family heard. And, you know what they said? They gave Jacob, verse four, all the foreign gods which they had, and the rings which were in their ears, because they looked like any other. And Jacob hid them under the oak, which was near Shechem. And this is the final day journey. He left. There was a great terror upon the cities which were around them. And they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. Why? Because he was on God's plan. (laughs) If you find yourself this afternoon in Shechem, there is a way back to God. Get on God's plan and he will be with you. Let's pray. Father, may this word that is your word and it's a living word. To work in my life first and in the life of every person here this morning, this afternoon rather. Bless the households, help us Lord not to go astray, knowing that the plans that you have for us are the best ever. Bless this afternoon, bless the families and help us to live a life worthy of our cause. Dismiss us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.